it's hard to not respond straight away. I think it's, I think ideally it's nice if, if you can hold back and just let it, let that happen, what you're saying, but I think it's difficult. Well, he yeah. also said to do Shavasana, if you know what Shavasana is. <coughs> it's just the relaxation bit at the end mm. of a yoga class, where you lie like that. And just because oh, of the yes, practice, yes. you usually can really, really relax because yeah. the whole practice somehow makes that possible. Mm. So he said, just do that five five minutes a day. And he said, go with gravity. Like, feel like you're giving into gravity and go through, like, from your feet up and back down. Mm-hmm. Do it again and again. He just said, do that every day. So I thought, it can't hurt to do that every day. Do you think, do you think I think I know the answer. I mean, I think it's true that, like, a lot of emotional stuff actually causes those kind of blockages, those kind of physical blockages in the body. And you That's what he was saying. He was saying, you know, you're you it's so heavy for you. This stuff is so heavy for you. See I I that, that I, no wonder your back is like Yeah. I don't know. I see I have the theory that I tend to kind of like stuff like this, like back issues or sciatic issues, whatever, seem to happen after a prolonged period of like stressful times. Right. For me it's been quite even though I've been kind of like it's definitely going been through stressful. it. It's just like e- even when it was exciting and amazing, yeah, yeah. it was stressful. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 and that's been like six months, right? Mm. Yeah, it's been so. It's hard in this life to kind of find a space where you can relax. I think. So the Rolfing thing is that the first time you've. Yeah, I've always been interested in it, and then I listened to a podcast where they were saying it's a good way. Really cool podcast where they were saying it's a good way to get trauma out of your body. Mm. it felt much better than other treatments you know when it feels like it's sort of deeper and someone with more knowledge is doing Mm. it do you think these things are do you think it reminds the body to relax or do you think it's just good for the moment that it's happening I think it showed me how hard I find it to relax Mm. which was kind of alarming it showed me how unsafe I feel most nearly all the time (laughs) And uh, it um, it still relaxed me a bit. And what what did he reckon? Because the chiropractor goes, oh yeah, you need like you know two sessions a week. Yeah. You know, you need to come every week and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. Do you know what? You've got to listen to your own gut on that. Yeah, one. because number one, it's expensive, and of course, actually, I well, not of course, but I'll pay for it if I felt yeah, it was working. It was working, but I'm not. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I've said to people before, within how many sessions should I see a result? Because mm. I think they need to be answerable. Mm. And I definitely, if I was teaching someone yoga, I would say, look, give me a couple of goes just so you can get used to me. Because the yeah. first session is like a first date. You're, you're not going to feel comfortable with me and I'm mm. not going to know you. But if it's not working for you, then find someone else. I'm not your person. Right. And what do they come to you for when they come to do yoga? Stress management. Yeah. Just needing a space where they can switch off. And do you... And it's better than Netflix because you just feel reset after. You feel like, yeah. oh, I'm starting from kind of zero again. Yeah. Like I've cleared the slate. But do you then think, because obviously you teach yoga and you've been doing yoga for ages, but do you think then the body and the stress seems to kind of reset itself in a way that it... You can do the yoga, but it's not enough. Almost like you need a stronger painkiller. No. 
I don't find that, I, but I don't do yoga that, that often. I find every time I do it, I feel, unless it's a shit teacher or a shit class, which happens, but I tend to try and go to someone I know is good so I don't have to worry about that part of it. Mm. But I, I always feel better after. Mm. Always. And, and why does everybody mention, I mean, I, you know, I've been doing Pilates for a little bit and stuff, but you know, I've been having these issues now with... I don't know why everyone goes on about Pilates. Maybe that's just like right now, that's what we're yapping on about. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think if if it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't matter if everyone's yapping on about it. Mm. You just got to try. So I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I just get into that thing of like, maybe I'm doing it wrong, or maybe I'm you know maybe. Whenever I'm I've done a Pilates class, I've always felt like I've no idea if I'm doing this right or not. Oh, okay. Which is a bit concerning in itself. Yeah. I was thinking I might do a one to one with this woman, who I know has taught for a long time, which mm. is a good start. Then she's got experience. I did this uh, Pilates reformer thing. Do you know this? It's a machine. Right. I don't know. I just didn't didn't like it. It just felt like some kind of weird instrument to be stretching on yeah. and stuff. So anyway, I just did the one. It wasn't I don't know. I mean, I, I'm going to stick with the Pilates. And You're going to stick with it? I'm going to stick with it for a bit longer and stuff. I'm just... I don't know. Maybe it's more uh, preventative than kind of curing it. So hopefully this will pass at some point and then I can just maybe look for new ways to strengthen and not have to deal with it. The last time I had an issue was the prolapsed disc in my neck stop and that was four years ago. Stop moving your feet. Stop banging your hands. Oh, sorry. Because... It's annoying. No, it's not annoying at all. It's, it's the, the sound cadaver. issue, yeah. yeah. Um, I think you have to see someone for a few sessions, try something for a few sessions and then you have to reevaluate. Mm -hmm. Is this doing anything? Because yeah. I used to have a loyalty thing where I'd stick with people and try and make myself believe it was working, <laughs> just so as not to hurt their feelings. But do you, do you think that worked for you with yoga? Do you think if you hadn't stuck with it, you wouldn't have enjoyed it in the way that you do now, and, and you know, as you've gone on to teach it? I, well, I taught it because I, I didn't want to teach it. Mm. Um, and I stuck with it because... I think it's I think it's pretty good, mm. yeah, yeah. but there are a lot of bad teachers I believe out there, especially like it's got oh. so popular in the West. I think I should take you to my classes and just tell me if it's any good or not. You should let me give you an Susie a class. Yeah. Sometime, although maybe not. Not right now. Susie, yeah. yeah but just been told not to yeah. do certain exercises. Yeah, no, yeah, no, better not to. But I'll give you a class then sometime. Mm. Okay. Um. Like, I saw a personal trainer today, just to mix things up a bit. And mm. um, oh, I just didn't think there was much to it. I just didn't feel mm. any kind of respect for it, really. For the exercises, or... Do you, do you think there's something in Tai Chi? Because, uh, who was saying, was it you were saying that, oh, you don't, like, you see all, like, these old Chinese people <laughs> do Tai Chi, and they're fine. They, they kind of move, they're still very flexible. And, like Mr. Yip. Yeah. Or is he an exception? I think if anyone exercised, got up early, went to the park in the morning and exercised every day, you'd probably be in better shape than someone that didn't. Yeah, I don't know. There's some people that are just predisposed, it seems, to not having ailments or not having any issues and stuff. I think because you've got an ailment, you think other people don't. Yeah. But everyone is probably... I remember my friend saying that her mum told her, like, there's not a day that something doesn't ache since she got older. Mm. And, and older I, meant what? 
Well, 50 she's... 50 plus. I don't know at what point that mm. happened, but I remember my friend telling me that, like, fuck that shit, you know, yeah. basically. Um, I think as you get older, you've just got to put a bit more work in. Mm. Because your body, you know, it's been around longer. <clears throat> and it seems also that... Um, I don't know if we talked about this before, but like, you know there's a running club on Saturdays and a cycling club. And I, sp- I was speaking to Joe, who's who does the physio down at Munson's and stuff, and she was saying to me, all those guys have that run, they have some kind of ailments. But the rolling guy told me, don't run, don't do yoga. <laughs> oh, don't do yeah. yoga? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Nice. Any kind of yoga? Because I know yoga's a, yoga is different, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean... I mean, you know the Bikram yoga stuff? Somebody was telling me that she thinks it's... And her and she's talked to a few other people that they don't think it's a good thing because you overextend because you can. Because you're so hot, yeah. Yeah. It's all right. It's quite intense. You sweat so much. It's yeah. crazy. She it's says so she's still got hot. a few sessions left and she says she'll go in the winter time just to get warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I wish there was like one thing in or like a couple of things and people were like, yeah, just do this and you'll be fine. Yeah, you've got to, it's more about, I think, connecting with yourself mm. and saying to yourself, you've got to try and kind of connect with your own wisdom, for want of a better word, mm-hmm. and see like, what does my body need, what's going on. I think you have to a little bit. Yeah. I think, I, I think genuinely it's just, kind of the whole stress it's been quite stressy kind of for me and also just standing I've been working quite hard I've been doing like 60 hours kind of but that's why up. I asked you a few weeks ago what do you do to relax yeah Netflix Netflix no I wrote a little bit as well and that kind of just takes the edge off you know it's like 10-15 minutes do you do any kind of relaxation that's actually like <clears throat> scanning through your body and relaxing it breathing techniques no but you know since, since I've been having this kind of pain Stuff. I've, I bought that roller with the tyre tracks on it and I've been rolling on that. Yeah, you said, and yeah. Yeah, it's a, I don't know if it's relaxing or that. It just feels like I'm doing something. I feel like I'm doing something to hopefully help. But no, I don't do any... Uh, I don't do any meditation. Any relaxation sleep. techniques? No, just sleeping. You did meditation once, didn't you? So I remember you saying it didn't work. I tried that... Uh, I tried TM, you know, the transcendental. I didn't get on with it. I just, yeah. And yet everybody speaks, people that, that have tried, they find it amazing. Yeah, I think... Did you try? Not TM, I mean... They give you a mantra. Yeah. It's just yours. Yeah. You, in yoga, you often meditate at the end of a session. Mm. That, that's when it really works for me, after you've done the practice and then you meditate. But I, I, find, I find the definition of meditation for me can be applied to do, watching things like on Netflix for example where you're just kind of just kind of forgetting your own story for a while and just but you've got that whole screen thing going on oh you think that's uh, I think I think it's not this, I think it is like it's nice to switch off and mm. be entertained and get engrossed in something yeah. but I don't think it's the same mm. yeah. let me give you a class honestly All right, yeah, and then sure. and then see see it's easier to sh- talk you through it than sure. to talk you into it is it a type of yoga that you do it's like meditation and movement it's a flowing class mm-hmm. so that you can 
Um, I don't make people hold postures for ages. Mm-hmm. I try and kind of keep it. Once people know sort of a few things and what we're doing and a few postures, then I just try and keep it flowing. Yeah. And that, like almost like with Tai Chi and stuff, it's the movement that you get into mm-hmm. that just kind of takes your attention mm-hmm. away from your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then a lot, a lot of focus on the breath, because when you're taking, when you're breathing properly, it kind of calms you down. Mm-hmm. Okay, it just yeah. helps you calm down, yeah. and then we do a bit of relaxation and meditation at mm. the end. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Not funny. Do you? Uh, I was gonna. We we went into a big yoga thing there, but I was gonna talk about podcasts on this podcast, <laughs> and how they're always like. They're always famous people or very well, uh, celebrated people, successful people, celebrities. Do you think, I don't know, I mean, I, the ones I've been listening to have, I mean, like, I listened to the one that you recommended. On Being. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it, it was, in, I mean, the, the the one I'm listening to now is on um, dealing with people that are close to you dying. Okay. Have you heard the latest one? On on Being? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. Yeah, and that's that's quite interesting. Like, the <clears throat> the husband, uh, this, the wife died, he was quite young, he just... He, um, I think he had a stroke or he had coronary, he had something, yeah, and uh, came off his treadmill when he was running one day and mm. just died. And uh, it was dealing dealing with that and she found, so it wasn't, I mean, it was um, a story yeah. of loss and stuff, yeah. but it wasn't, it wasn't famous. And also, um, um, the, um, what's the one I listened to, the other one? America. What's it called? American Life. Oh yeah, um, the uh, the offshoot of that serial. Not that no, one, not actually, serial. The the first one. The American one. Life. It's American Life. Okay. Yeah, that one. American this life. American Life. That's it. And that I find that I I quite like the guy's voice, Ira Glass. It's quite soothing. It's kind of like oh, it's quite considered as if he's. But he's quite a big deal now. Yeah. He yeah. Is, yeah. He's he's the kind of guy, isn't he? I mean, he's the guy that kind of seems to have been in the front of all this. Right. Yeah. But you know, Mark Moran, the WTF thing. He was at the front too. Yeah. He's been doing it since two thousand and nine. Yeah. yeah. It's like you know. Yeah, it's a long time. It is. I was wonder what kind of what kind of li- how many listeners he was getting back then. But now he's he's huge. He's huge. Yeah. He yeah. did Obama, didn't he? Yeah. 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 So in terms of famous people, yeah, he does. Much or comics and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that was the premise we talked about doing this on, wasn't it? Mm, on, on kind of like just normal people. Yeah. Do we know any? <laughs> um, no. But normal, as in you know, not not celebrities. Yeah. I do listen to a lot that interview celebrities, like this other one. Pete, Pete Holmes, making it weird, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he interviews all the kind of celebs. Mm-hmm. What do you? Why do you think people are interested in in podcasts? What what what's the pull? As opposed to, I mean, we we seem to be very much kind of like a visual. It's culture. lovely, isn't it? Because it's almost like radio. Mm. I think you get to know people quite intimately. Mm. So I think. When we live in a world where we have no community, really, mm. it's a way of um, 
feeling like you can tap into some kind of intimacy. Do you, do you think that by taking out the kind of visual aspect of it, it, it actually becomes more intimate? Because there's one less sense to have to... Maybe. Just, yeah. yeah, I can... I can uh, yeah, I mean, I quite like that. I too. can get on board with that. Because I'll, I'll listen to it while I'm working here. Yeah. Um, or if I'm in the car. Yeah. What do they give you? What do podcasts sort of do for you? I quite like listening just to other people's stories, actually. And just, I mean, I... With Mark Moran, I, I quite like it. I don't know half the people that he talks to. Um, I, I mean, like, the last one I listened to was Walter Hill. Uh, he's a director. He directed The Warriors. Do you remember okay. that film back in the 70s? No. And um, he's done loads of films. He was also involved in Aliens. Okay. Uh, and he's just, I don't know, he's probably in his 70s and stuff, but just an interesting guy to listen to. Mm. I mean, I guess I never would have, you know, have the opportunity to have, to be part of an intimate conversation like that. Yeah. And that's quite nice. And also, whenever journalists do do interviews, I always find them so sycophantic and so sort of, they try and gloss the whole thing up in a really nauseating <laughs> way, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They tidy it up. And whereas podcasts, you know, you can't really do that so much. It seems to bring out a more genuine side in people. Often. Yeah, 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 I like it when that absolutely you're right I think that with like magazines uh, and stuff they uh, when you read an interview and that it does seem to be trying to hit certain points um, when they're interviewing a celebrity and it's I don't know it just feels very superficial yeah and they always kind of over glamorize mm. them and yeah what do you think sort of do you think there's a certain quality celebrities have that they all sort of have? Mm. I, I think the ones that I like to listen to, even, like I said, I haven't heard of like, most of them that I've been interviewed, is that they seem genuinely interested in what they're doing. And that's, that's, what, that's what kind of is interesting for me when I... It, it's kind of... I don't know if I'm right here, but sometimes feels inauthentic when they're... It almost feels like sometimes some of them are playing up to the fact that they're on the part. And the, the problem, I think, with, say, Mark Moran now is that he in himself has become a pretty big deal. Yeah. And I can imagine his guests will almost try and play up to that to try and make it a very interesting podcast. Mm. And I think you could you can lose... Something. Yeah, and yeah. I, I have heard... I think... Listening to somebody like Walter Hill, who's in his 70s, he doesn't seem to give a shit. Yeah. You know, he just does what he does and he likes to talk about what he does and he just continues doing what he does and stuff. But I think some people, certainly maybe kind of in the middle of their career or early on in their career, seem to feel like, oh, this is an opportunity to further my career. Mm. And that, that's, yeah, that's not so much fun to listen to, but... Did you listen to Mark Moran at the beginning when he wasn't successful? Because that, to me, I'm more interested in him then when yeah. he was angry and frustrated than yeah. now when he's kind of... He loves content. everybody now, yeah, he's kind it's of like, like he's forgiving yeah, and stuff. I'm not interested in content. Yeah. yeah, I think... No, I didn't listen to I, I think I've been listening to him for about a year now and he's... I, I think that what's happening for him... Again, I don't know the guy and stuff like that. But he's getting paid, or he's getting enough money now 
to support what he's doing, and he's doing it in a way that he really enjoys. He does yeah. it in his, in he's his happy. garage. He's happy, yeah. <laughs> That's how he's fucked it up. Yeah. I don't know if he's fucked it up, but... No, I mean, he's clearly yeah. doing great. But, I mean, for me, I'm less... Like, I don't need to hear someone that's happy. <laughs> but do you think... Yeah, but I'm do you, content, fulfilled all their goals in life. <laughs> yeah, but do you think that maybe he needs to be in order to allow the person that he's interviewing to come out more? Whereas, you know, sometimes you hear interviewers, they bring too much of themselves into it, and then it's just always about them. Yeah, but when he... True, yeah, that's, and that's annoying when that happens. But at the beginning, he always does a bit of a rant, doesn't he? About yeah. his own la- yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it seems like he's quite okay in his life, yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk as well about what I find interesting, stroke, frustrating, is like the whole political scene at the moment <coughs> Trump, Brexit, etc. Mm. You know, all you ever seem to have is like the two opposing arguments, mm. both of which almost sound similar now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. the liberals are calling Trump a cunt, mm-hmm. Trump's calling everyone whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm finding it hard to see like much difference in the behaviour mm. some of the time. I also read some comics saying that you can't mention Brexit, you can't take the piss out of the Women's March, it just kills a room. Mm-hmm. There's this sort of absolute like gagging mm. going on. What do you think about that or you don't want to say? No, You're no, too uncomfortable. No, no, no. I just, I just think that it's very difficult to have a proper opinion on it because we're always at the other end of it. The, the end that, after all the spin, so we never really know what's going on. No, I mean, we haven't got a clue. No, I don't think we have. I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate that, that Trump... I don't know, do you know what? It's not even that he's a terrible person or he's... he's it's just that I think people are so f- and have been so frustrated in America with traditional establishment-based politics. And I know people will argue that he's also establishment politics and stuff. But I don't know. I think people needed to hear um, somebody like Trump speaking his mind, even if they didn't agree with him. Just because that in itself was refreshing. Yeah, I think it was refreshing, yeah. And perhaps refreshing isn't going to be good. Yeah. You know, maybe he's he's going to be so full of himself that he makes a complete mess of it. But maybe he won't. You know, maybe... And my, my thoughts about him is that he's got such an ego on him that he will want to change people's mind. He will want to do a good job. Yeah. Not necessarily for the country. Just to prove... But just to show... Prove everyone <laughs> wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That That is, you know, that's a possibility. When you hear people kind of spout, spouting out, that's a judgmental way to put it, but spouting out the same sort of stuff, oh mm. man, Brexit, oh man, Trump, oh, everything's a disaster. Yeah. Like, what's your response to that? Uh, my, my feeling is, well, I don't know, is it going to be worse than what we've had? You know, being in, and been in Europe for so many years now, it's like, well, has it really been doing us a lot of favours I don't know I mean I really don't know is the answer you know I know people like you said go on about it and how how it's going to be how expensive it's going to be to divorce ourselves now from Europe but I don't I don't understand that you know I'm mm. just thinking look if people voted to be out of Europe and 
we want the people to to speak here, mm. then yeah, we should just be out of Europe. Let's yeah. get out of Europe and just see how that goes. See how it goes. And if yeah. it doesn't go, what they're going to punish us for leaving? But why can't we not just say we made a mistake and we'd like to come back? Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> see where it goes from there. Because um, I almost feel like people build up their personalities, and this is the person I am. I read the Guardian. I'm liberal, mm. and there, there have been a few people that come from that sort of place who have said actually you know the kind of privileged liberal intelligentsia have to look at themselves and have mm-hmm. to stop being so um kind of unquestioning and arrogant mm-hmm. and stuff and I have heard the old person mm-hmm. say that and that they should be willing to be parodied actually mm-hmm. which to me is like oh thank god someone's saying that yeah but yeah. it seems very few people are of that opinion yeah 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 I I don't know but I do I do feel that um, it, ha- it has been a long time coming that people have yeah. been so frustrated and fed up. You know, I've when heard you the, s- sorry. I was just I heard the argument that only you know kind of people that are ignorant and didn't live in that, that don't live in London voted out. And I'm like, well, yeah, maybe, but that's the majority of people perhaps there out there. And I don't think they're ignorant. I think they're they're forming an opinion based on how they've how they see their life going. And their experience of life. Sure. You know, I can understand. I remember watching Rick Stein uh, years ago and he was um, talking about how um, the fishermen here can't go out as far as they used to because of the European regulations and that the Spanish can come further out than we can. And you can understand why, because, because of the way that that business has gone for them and a lot of people aren't are losing their their their, their, their way, yeah their yeah. livelihood over it, and you just think, well, yeah, I can understand what those people would have voted out. Yeah, what it's hurt them. Yeah, and their families. Yeah, and everyone around. So them. what do you expect them? To yeah, do? what do you expect them yeah. to do? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's been a real lack of kind of thoughtful, intelligent, reflective argument mm. on this stuff. At least an appreciation for the other view. Exactly, rather than completely disregarding yeah, these it people and, are just and con- being condescending and horrific mm. about it. Yeah, I don't believe. I think that's the most dangerous thing of all. If mm. if if the masses vote for something and you tell them they're stupid, yeah, yeah. What, what reaction are you going to get then? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, I don't know. I mean, it just it seems that they're going to drag it out, and, um, and the people that obviously were against it. Just saying how how expensive it's going to be to get out now. Yeah, now Tony Blair's piping up as well, isn't is it? Because he? he was so great when he was in power. He made yeah. so many good decisions. <laughs> yeah, he's saying he wants to go back into politics. I think it's disgusting. Mm. I mean, he should have been arrested for for an illegal war, and he wants to go back into politics. Yeah, yeah. I don't think people are going to forget that. Though. I don't think. Oh, he's no, I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah. Um. How do you deal with, like on my way here, there was a car that cut up another car. Mm. And then a little bit further along, that same car chucked some rubbish out the window. And at those points, I think... Do you think they voted Brexit? I don't know. (laughs) I don't don't know what the fuck they did. But at that point, I just thought, I don't know how to process that behaviour. Like, I don't know what to do with what I've just seen. Well, how did you feel then? fucking enraged and powerless because yeah. I, if I went and threw that rubbish back in the window which I couldn't have done I was in my car mm. you know I probably would have got like at least punched at the very mm. least because someone who behaves like that is not going to be reasonable mm. they're already 
you know, they're already saying, I, I'm, I'm winning by being unfair. Mm. Like, I feel like I've got one up because I cut in front of a car. Mm. And I throw my rubbish on the floor. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how, how would I deal with it. No, I just Depends what mood you're roll, in. Yeah, I just probably roll my eyes and just think, God's sake. But then you could extend that further, can you, to like, I mean, I'm, I try and recycle. Honestly, I'm not. And, you know, people might feel the same way about me throwing uh, some paper in the bin when yeah. I should be putting it in the recycle bin. Yeah, it gets so tiring recycling, doesn't it? Sometimes you get recycling fatigue and you just, you just feel <laughs> liberated just to throw a plastic bottle yeah, in a normal yeah. bin. But then I'd also heard that they don't even recycle it when they take it away. <laughs> Have you yeah, heard that? yeah, I've heard that too. I know. I, I mean, this this kind of feeling powerless at times is draining. I mean, you know, it is re- draining. Recently, we had uh, some council people come round, and they're going around each shop now and saying that uh, if you're going to have chairs and tables outside the coffee shop, you, it, up to a meter you can have, but you've got to pay us fifteen quid a, a week now. So it's just their way of, of making money, like the cameras, like the parking, yeah, like every other fucker. And, and it's like, you know, I spent two and a half grand on an awning yeah. and put a few chairs and tables out. I put heaters outside yeah. so that people can enjoy it and it looks nice. Yeah. And now you want to you wanna tax me every yeah. week, 15 yeah. quid. And, and if I go any further than a meter, it's, it's double yeah, that. Yeah, it's horrible. The guy that's got the record store down the road, he's got a table with one or two boxes of records that he yeah. sells for, I don't know, quid. Yeah. Each. And he's got to do the same if yeah. he wants to. Have. It's just like fucking depressing. Yeah, and my mum, who's a, an elderly woman now mm. and a carer of a disabled son, mm. gets speeding tickets for 65 quid, mm. you know, or, or turned right where she shouldn't have and has to pay 65 quid. Yeah, I was talking to um, a customer about this case. And, and he's, he's saying, yeah, it's just, we both said the same thing. It just gets tiring to kind of fight this. And how do you feel you... abused? Do you feel like I'm being abused and there's nothing I can do? But I would think that most people have a similar view with regards to this. But how do you get that view as a collective and get people to kind of go, you know what, fuck it. You guys are supposed to be working for us, not against us. And, and now we're being punished for trying to make everyone, this area nice. Everyone is so... Exhausted. Under pressure, yeah, exhausted. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and dumbed down and self medicating, and mm. but they, you just, you just think, I'm, I'm going to lose. Mm. I'm going to lose. Yeah. Um, but that's probably why it is important to kind of, whether it's how you say it, and you've been saying it for a long time, stop telling ourselves stories mm. like just have a break from them mm. or how this Rolfing guy said to me like in your head you just got to come out of your head mm. um, or if it works for some people meditation or whatever it might be you've got to kind of have you've got to learn some way of switching off from all of that otherwise it's, you, you know it's kind of a waste of a life isn't it because mm. it's such a slippery slope, that one. Yeah, I mean, it, it does feel sometimes in there that it just becomes like, overwhelming. You know, it's a, you can understand why people self-medicate. Yeah. Because it's just, you need to get out of your story sometimes. It's just too much. Yeah, or also what, again, how podcasts can help is when you do hear someone that's pretty inspiring and pretty amazing and blows you away and you think, God, they just made a choice. They just made a choice to kind of look at things differently, come at things differently. Mm-hmm. And that's 
why they've become this person. Do you feel empowered by that? I do. Tom sent me a a link to this uh, teacher Mm -hmm. and uh, in this school in America and all the students were kind of just he does all these crazy science experiments they're Mm -hmm. always laughing he tells them loads about his life Um, he's helped a lot of them out personally Mm -hmm. Um, and then you end up kind of having a bit more insight into him and he he has a severely disabled son Mm -hmm. Um, and it just is a remarkable person who's fucking bringing it every day Mm -hmm. of their life bringing it like just just loving loving enthusiastic excited and you know that's probably his natural disposition but I think Mm -hmm. you can you can work on that actually Mm -hmm. because it is basically a case of what story am I going to tell myself like even with that guy cutting up (laughs) right what I can see I can think what a fucking cunt I feel powerless and like oh I can think man you've got to be like you've got to be one pretty insecure mm-hmm. to for, to cut someone up and that make you feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. That that isn't an achievement, and you've got to be kind of angry mm. to like throw litter and stuff and not give a shit. That's like that's like you want to get back some of the anger you've got inside me. It's like it's like you've got no release for it, or you know. And that's a diff. That's like a slightly more sympathetic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And still true, just as true as the other one, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. So when you see a teacher who's like quite inspiring and. I guess there's well I guess three responses one is kind of like indifference it's like it doesn't touch you at all um, another one is that you can feel quite inspired and and do what with it and feel like you want to be well, like, inspiring in the same way or you're the, just celebrating his I, I think no I, I want it to rub off oh, for me I want to get I want to input data that kind of makes me feel like I'm making the best I can of my life Mm -hmm. you know and that's going to happen more if I watch him than if I watch the news Mm -hmm. for example which certainly is just going to not have the desired effect and they're both true they're both happening Um, actually I don't know how true the news is well that's I was going to say that also Mm. like one morning I was I think I was fed up the night before and Mario was away at the time and and I, in the morning, I was like, good morning, kids. Like, I was really over the top happy to the point that I actually scared them both. Yeah. But I was saying, I'm going to fake it till I make it. That was, I think I came to see you, you and did, you yeah. wanted to stab me. Yeah, yeah. But I actually, by the end of the day, I was like genuinely feeling quite happy. <laughs> Not exhausted. And it was, just, it was just as true a life as the day sure. when I tell myself, Mm. really negative stuff yeah, yeah. it was just as true or just as not true mm. and, but is it is it more of an effort to pick that one it was less of an effort actually what to be happier it was less of an effort because when I'm telling myself you're going to die you're going to die with nothing but regrets yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. or whatever else uh, that kind of saps my energy quite a bit yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I'm going to try it because I've been spreading the love about my sciatic pain for the last two days to my customers. Yeah, but I, I have that with my boobs. Like, you know, I've told you I've got mm. this kind of, sort of swollen, painful boobs. Still? And, yeah. Mm. I've had to go. Have you I've, tried I've gone to <laughs> I've gone to Rigby and Pella, though, where I got fitted for a bra, which is something you should 
take any woman you love to. This is such an amazing experience. Rigby and Pella. Yeah, it's like the... Are they a couple of magicians? No, it's basically an establishment bra place mm-hmm. where you, you book in a fitting and a little angel comes and brings you loads of different bras and puts them on for you, moves your breasts into the right position, and you see if it's right or wrong, and then you have a little pile that's wrong, a little pile that's right. Right, right. And, then and who decides whether they're right or wrong? Well, one, you can feel it, right. and two, um, she, can see. she can see. They're kind of ex- bra experts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got myself a good bra. Bra experts. And, exactly... And usually, most women, they can't wait to get home and get their bra off. That's the first thing you do is, like, get your bra off. This one, don't feel like that. <laughs> and uh, so I, I thought, right, I've got bigger jugs now yeah. that are fucking painful. I'm going to go and get my bra fitted. Well, actually, the doctor told me to do it. And then I had to kind of, like, get my head around a few things. Like, some tops don't look good on me anymore that mm. I have in my wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And sometimes men now talk to my breasts, because mm. um, I was much smaller before. I mean, mm. it's not a massive difference, but and then I just thought, I'm not going to think about this anymore. Like I know it's not cancer, I know it's not. There's nothing wrong, mm-hmm. and it's happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get on with it. That's why I was saying to you, why not get an X-ray? Yeah, because you actually know what you're dealing with. Sure. And then it's much easier to kind of go, all right. This is just one of those things. Like, yeah, why yeah. do I expect my body not to change? Sure. Why yeah. do I expect that? And does it feel more? Does it feel better now? Or? Yeah, because I'm it's boring. <coughs> obs- it's an obsession. Like you're mm. obsession about you're obsessing about your your sciatica because it's painful, yeah, which is yeah, understandable. Yeah. You're constantly reminded of it, yeah. as was I with my boobs. Um, and then I kind of loosened up a bit. Like this doctor said to me, take paracetamol for five days, mm-hmm. and I could be a bit of a purist about that stuff. And I thought, it. People, you know, people survive chemotherapy. I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna take paracetamol sure, for five sure. days. Like, what the hell? Just take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened when you took it after you took it? I think it took the edge off a little bit, mm-hmm. but it was actually just good. Like, like you're talking about throwing paper in the bin, not putting it in recycling. It was just liberating just to take it. Just taking it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. I do actually think I agree. I've heard it. It's not my. It's not my thoughts, but. Um, uh, that you know, there's a difference between kind of pain and and suffering. So that pain, for me, that kind of sciatic pain is there, but the suffering is the story that we tell on top of it. Yeah, of course, which, which can, is can like, be very layered as well. Yeah, and it could be like, oh man, I'm getting older. Yeah. You know, like people said to me, oh yeah, that's an old person's I'm illness. I'm going to die one day. You know. Yeah. I don't think it's an old person's illness at all. But. No, I don't actually. I've I've spoken to a few people of different ages about it, and I mean, I had kind of lower back pain from as early on as 23 I think 24 and have you always done jobs where you stood up always exactly always there yeah. you go yeah and uh, so yeah I think the suffering is the story that we tell ourselves on top of it which is yeah. the, you know poor me and why is this yeah. happening to me and stuff and, yeah or with me with my boobs we're like what if this is something wrong what yeah. if I'm going into menopause mm. you know what does that mean um Am I barren? You know, my barren. <laughs> all that sort of stuff. You know, um, and again, that's changed. Like the doctor said to me, breasts change. They're like a, they're a, mm. alive. They're, you know, they change through the mm. whole of your life. If you think as a kid, they grow, and then when you have your period, they mm. change. And like they're always in flux. Yeah, sure. And then women have stages in their life. You have like 
puberty and then you have like pregnancy and then you have menopause mm. and why am I so surprised that there's like changes happened? I don't know, maybe you weren't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it, no, but we should maybe expect change. Yeah. Um, so the doctor said, go and get your bra fitted? Is that yeah. what? That was his first thing? Her, the, Her. She said, your bra, you're wearing the wrong bra, I can see because it's where it's cut in, shouldn't cut in there. Because when I took it off, there were lines. Oh, okay. And she said, you're wearing the wrong bra first, straight away. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I have to tell you, this bra is so comfortable, it's insane. Rigby and Pella? Rigby and Pella. Rigby and Pella. They're brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. I need something, uh, I need some new underwear, I think. Yeah, have you tried? I think I was thinking I was going to get Mario a pair of boxer shorts from Hanro. H A N R O. They do kind of just really soft, lovely vests and bras and knickers. All nice right. as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I saw when I was there buying a vest for my newly uh, enhanced bosoms mm. um, and a soft bra top for when yeah. I'm at home. I saw a guy go and buy underwear there, pants there, boxer right. shorts, yeah, yeah. but cotton ones, like a bit more old school, you know, with a pattern to them and a, mm -hmm. not like Calvin Klein, like, yeah, yeah. a bit more subtle. And I thought, interesting, mm -hmm. did no, you, noted. Did you buy some? Or? Uh, when I go back, I have to check what Mario's size is, when I go back I'll get in the pair. Yeah, alright, cool. Well, let me know what you have, I'll ask him a I week will. later. <laughs> I will, the little things How in life. How comfortable are you, Mario? The little things in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sorry, because I can see it's draining for you. Do you know what? It's tiring. It's just yeah. tiring at the end of the day and stuff, where you feel like, fucking hell, man, I've had to work twice as hard, because doing the work of the day is yeah. fine, but then on top of that... Now I can't even have a break. ...dragging my sorry leg around with me. But I, I was talking to this rolfing guy about my IBS, which I've had for, like... 11 years. Peppermint oil, apparently. Yeah, I've tried everything, believe me. And um, he was saying how he's got a friend who's like an Ayurvedic doctor and everything, and he has terrible IBS. And he said to me, I said, it's okay, I've found my way through it. Like, I've found my way, like, I have a relationship with it now. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we work together. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm no longer, like, cross that I, it ever happened. And mm -hmm. he said, are you... Are you grateful in a way that you had it? And I said, God, you know, actually I am now. Because really? I've had to learn so much mm -hmm. through it. It's made me look at so many things. And there is that school of thought that when things come up, you know, it's op an opportunity without punishing yourself, without blaming yourself, mm -hmm. without judging, without wanting to be perfect and all that stuff. Just to kind of inquire a little bit. Mm. Yeah. No, it's cool. I think I, I know you're talking about being positive and stuff. I just I'm feeling like overwhelmed with a lot of things. You know, um, a friend of mine died last, oh, no. yeah, and that was. I mean, there was a preparation for it because he had he had cancer for a couple of years, and I think there was just kind of backwards and forwards with it because nobody really quite believed it to begin with, and we thought, okay, well, there must be a cure. So, and in fact, even the doctors didn't think it was going to kill him uh, initially. And um, obviously, it did. Uh, and you know, I I went and saw Joe door last week and stuff, and I just felt, man, I can't save her. 
I know it sounds a little extreme, but it's just that I can't extreme. save her from uh, the pitfalls of life. Mm. And yet, at, at the same time, I appreciate that sometimes the things that harm us that make us stronger, mm. the things that, you know, kind of great on us that we don't really appreciate at the times are the things that kind of help us see clearly and push us forward and stuff. But even after that, you just think, well, you know, for what? You know, I mean, this guy was 44, just finished his PhD, you know, and uh, I, I know this is a bit, uh, just it just I guess it's a bit obvious but it's just like you know he's just not going to there's a lot of stuff he's not going to experience now and, but then even if he did for what so that he would die a bit later on in life <laughs> do you know what I mean well there's a few things there one I don't think you have to be positive at all like, yeah. I, I, I got to a point where I just got a bit bored of, of mm. being like Doris Day a bit flat yeah I just it just got a bit boring mm. like if someone dies then you <laughs> You certainly don't yeah, have to be yeah. positive about it. It probably will provoke an existential crisis and what is this life, what's it all about sure. anyway? And, um, you know, we, the helplessness that you... that we all have and that when you apply it to your child, you know, mm. it's probably the hardest things you get your head around of all. Yeah. Because yeah. um, you take a bullet for them, basically. You, you don't want to see them suffer, but you know it's inevitable. Yeah. And especially when, you know, you're talking about parenting and their own and stuff and like, you know, am I, you know, am I doing this right? Am I being the best parent? You know, you, you don't know, you don't know what's going to affect them what and what isn't. What words are going to have a negative effect on them, yeah. make them feel worse about themselves and, and what words are they just going to go over their head? Yeah. And it's difficult to be on your guard all the time because you have no idea how they're filtering it through their own story at the time. Yeah, and you're just human, and they probably had some of their own personality traits mm. of their own anyway. There is yeah. nature as well as nurture, isn't there? I'm not human. No. No. Okay. But I think, I think, um, I don't know with kids, because today I've been thinking that I'm too, I'm too involved. I'm like too, I'm policing it too heavily. And I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily going to work in their favour either. You know, you see some kids that are so self-sufficient because their parents have kind of been a bit more selfish and got on with their life. You know, they've divorced, they've gone to work, they've, yeah. they've let their kid have a nanny. Yeah. And their kid's still, like, holding it together. In fact, they're quite strong. I th yeah, I think they can go either way, though. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like, Jo's a little bit like that now. I mean, she's, she's got much more freedom than she would have had if she was here with me in London. Um, I know it's a smaller community where she's moved to and stuff and you could argue it's safer but and so she's had to be more independent because Dee goes out some evenings because she's working and doesn't get back until 9 o'clock so Dee leaves food for her but she's got to essentially take care of herself a bit more and stuff and I mean she'll be 17 this year but I never had to do it when I was 16 you know, or 17 so I just I don't know what kind of effect that will have on do you think that the fact that you didn't have to do it is a good thing or a bad thing? No, my mother was that you know that Cypriot kind yeah. of typical kind of over overprotective, yeah, yeah much too overprotective, yeah, and stuff. And my that mom was a good. bit like that yeah. too, and I think it kind of um, it can can cause sort of arrested development mm. yeah. a little bit. Mm. Like you say, you just don't know. No, you don't know, and I, and that's. You know, they do say now that a bit of trauma actually is good for a kid. It makes yeah. them kind of know that they can survive stuff. It gives them sort of stamina and sort of they have to find hidden depths. 
But you, you don't know what. There's a James Taylor song with a line in it that says, I, I worry about the damage I do, or the damage I've done. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly the line, but it's something like that. And it, it is like you don't know what impact what you say, even a passing comment might be, and what yeah. impact it will have. But you will drive yourself crazy if you think like that. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah, will yeah, make we'll, yourself we'll, mental, which probably isn't the best choice if mm. you want to be a good parent. <laughs> Then you end up trying to do a podcast. You've fallen down the rabbit hole then, basically, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What would you like to say on your deathbed about your life? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, death. Fucking, that's crazy too, isn't mm. it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't have the kind of ambitions or kind of like idea of having a legacy, perhaps, that... When no. I was younger, yeah. but doesn't have to be that. What was it when you were younger then? Um, I don't know. I just thought I could make an impact, like a positive impact on the world. And I don't think I've made a negative. But I mean, I think in some ways we are making a positive impact. Yeah. I think um, that little film that you did about us is very nice and showed that actually. I don't think I have anything to say about that actually in terms of on my deathbed. I just hope it's clean and tidy. Yeah. <laughs> We hope you're going to sleep after a nice big whiskey yeah, and a some, box set. Yeah, yeah. I do think, though, um, that, um, and I have mentioned it, obviously, since Jonas died and stuff, that he had a funeral burial. He had a... A burial. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want that. I just... Crema cremation for me, just... I don't want a big service, just cremate. I don't, I don't know. I don't like the... I, I don't like the idea of, like, a tombstone out there with my name on it. Headstone and stuff with, um, and people visiting it occasionally and saying, "Oh yeah, this is." Just, I don't know. Just yeah. I don't like the idea, but I appreciate that it can be quite comforting. I mean, he was Yannis was buried uh, in Tring, uh, which is where his mother lives, um, and obviously I appreciate that she might want to go and visit him, put some flowers there and yeah, stuff. So I'm not uh, to see parents lose a child. Mm -hmm. Unthinkable. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't want that. I don't know about you. Just want to be set light to just mash his throat. Yeah, like I can't even think about it. I'm so fucking like can't get my head around it. Well, this might be the time to tell me, just in case they do something okay. you don't want. Um, I don't know. You decide. <laughs> 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 okay. On that note, shall we? Uh, yeah. We have to think what to call this. I think it was quite nice. It was quite nice.